What's up, everybody? It's Demond and Justin. We're doing the Truth of the Gospel podcast. And uh, today we're going to be talking about false doctrines and uh, common misconceptions. Um, so just, you know, get ready to listen and hear some word. And uh, so on that note, uh, we want to start off with, you know, something I'm, I'm commonly, uh, we both commonly come across, you know, people talking about um, baptism. You know, some some ministers, some preachers, some pastors, uh, different leadership positions in the church, they, they try to teach that you don't have to be baptized. Yeah. Which is definitely falls in the misconception and false doctrine side of things. Right, right. It's uh it's it's a must. It's a must. Acts two and thirty eight, the most probably the most commonly known scripture says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Yeah. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Um, that was preached preached at the day of Pentecost by yeah. Peter. Right, right. Um, he said, every one of you. Jesus, it's a bunch of different scriptures. Jesus said, go ye therefore and be baptized in the name. I mean, it's so many different scriptures. Um, and, and along with the bat, Jesus himself said, except the men be born of water and of spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You know, he's talking in reference to baptism. Uh, you, you have to be baptized. Um, scripture also says, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That's in Romans. There's so many different scriptures that talks about baptism. Uh-huh. Um, but with, I just, I, I just want to give an example mm-hmm. on a natural level. Because, you know, when it comes to baptism, the Holy Ghost, they run hand in hand. You know, it's kind of like having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like they're, they're both cohesive. You know, right, like right. Two elements that go well with each other. Also, they're necessary for each other. I'm sorry, they're necessary for each other. Right. Um, but <clears throat> I, I often explain it in, in this way. Um, when a person... Let's say if a person is is filthy and having it took in a shower or something. Mm-hmm. First, they had to gather the mind to say, "I want, I want to be clean." <laughs> they had to gather that mind first, and then uh, with that being mm-hmm. said, they go to the shower, they go to the bath, they go take a bath. They had a combination of water and soap. Mm-hmm. They wash themselves thoroughly. They are now clean, and that's a that's a natural example. Uh, for the baptism, mm-hmm. um, when you say, "Hey, I want to be clean. I don't want to be dirty anymore," that's like repentance. Mm-hmm. That's you saying, "You know what, God? I realize I'm sinful. Right. I don't want to be sinful anymore. I want to get myself right with you." With the combination of baptism, water, yeah, and the combination of soap, the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> how you get yourself clean. Yeah, that was that's a natural example of something spiritual. You gotta you gotta cleanse yourself naturally. That's right. You're gonna have to do it spiritually also. That's what's up. You can't take a bath without water, and just have soap. It's not gonna work out that way. Right. You can't take a bath and have soap without water. That's right. not gonna work. Can't it's it's gonna be incomplete. You can't omit none of the process. Gotta and it's the same thing spiritually. Gotta have both. You gotta have both. You gotta get you gotta get baptized. You gotta receive the Holy Ghost. You gotta repent. It's it's a it's a cycle. You can't skip steps. Mm-hmm. You try to skip steps. That's how things end up falling apart. You get a dresser and you go to step two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. You skip one and five. Mm-hmm. Your dresser probably gonna fall apart. It's, it's not. Gonna, it's not gonna hold up. And it's the same thing spiritually. When you try to take right. different things of the Lord, uh, take bits and pieces. That's not gonna hold up because the Bible says all scriptures given by God are profitable for doctrine. All scriptures, not one or two. You gotta take everything into account. Um, That's right. Sorry about that. You gotta take everything into account, and then I'm reminded about. Uh, gotta be able to line the scriptures up. Gotta be able to line it up. Talk, thinking about Paul when he came across the men who just believed. Uh huh. Um, 
He said, how do you receive the Holy Ghost? And she believed. Yeah, man, uh, Acts 19, yeah. Yeah, and they had. So what did Paul do? Uh, he baptized them, and they lay hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. It's, it's a process that you can't, you can't omit. Everything has to line up together. It has to go hand in hand. You can't omit different parts of, of different factions of whatever you want to believe just because right. your pastor or your granny or whoever. If they don't believe, that's on them. Right. You, know, you got to follow the word in fullness. That's right. You got to be doer, not only hear. You can't just hear certain things and, oh, I, I wasn't told that, so I don't want to listen to that. Right. You got to follow it in fullness. Um, and that's just one aspect of it. I mean, there's so many different scriptures and different things. But if you search it for yourself, you'll definitely be able to find out. And I just want to note, and if what I'm saying ain't line up with the word of God, then don't listen. But everything I just told you, you can find out in the scripture. That's right. So you just got to. Be diligent in seeking and trying to find the truth. Um, and so that way you, you'll know what to do when it comes to the word of God and the will of God. Amen. And then also one last point I wanted to make um, was with uh, also with Peter. Uh, I, think, I think it was like X, I think it's Acts 13 mm -hmm. where he was saying, can any man forbid water that they should not be baptized? And then it goes on in the scripture, then Acts 10, excuse me. Then it goes on in the scripture and it says uh, that he commanded them to get baptized. Mm -hmm. He commanded it. wasn't It wasn't an option. Right. Um, you know, so that 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 in itself proves uh, Peter, who Jesus gave the keys to. You know, right. he said, whatever you loose, I'm, whatever you loose in he on earth, I'm gonna loose in heaven. So, that's what I want to go. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. No, go um, ahead. Here, go ahead. Go ahead, man. No, that's what I was uh, thinking about. We talk about baptism because people. Uh, they they take the uh, Matthew chapter twenty eight verse nineteen. They take that that scripture and they baptize people that way, which says go into all the world and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. or of the Holy Ghost. And a lot of churches baptize that way, but this right there that is false. You should not be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That is not a name; those are titles. Uh, they indicate a definition of who God is and who Jesus is. So it's letting you know that who Jesus is off the rip. Mm -hmm. um, but and like you said about Peter, and you just mentioned that just a second ago, uh, Matthew 16, uh, it's very it's very important to understand and be able to tie these scriptures together because then you get an understanding of what's happening in the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. um, so when you, when you turn to Matthew 16, you see what Jesus told, he asked his disciples, he said, who do people say that I am? And they was like, you know, some say you Jeremiah or Elijah or one of the prophets, mm -hmm. but whom say you that I am? And then Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Blessed. Mm -hmm. And so when Peter says that, he said, Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. In other words, you can't study this. You ain't going to learn this. You're not going to interpret the prophecies because you ain't going to know them unless God reveals it to you. Right. And so God revealed that to Peter. And he said, I said unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'm going to build my church, mm -hmm. and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. Yeah. See, and what we're talking about today is false doctrine. The gates of hell is trying to prevail against the truth of the gospel. But we are here to, as ministers of God and sons of thunder to let y'all know that it's not going to prevail. And having said that, going into what uh, Jesus is telling Peter, he says, when he lets him know, upon this rock I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And then he goes on to tell Peter, I, I say unto thee that uh, I'm going to give you whatever you bind on earth mm -hmm. is going to be bound in heaven. Mm -hmm. Whatever you loose on earth is going to be loosed in heaven. And so it, it becomes important because Peter's going to do that on the day of Pentecost. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you read on, you, you read the book of um, uh, uh, the book of Acts. I mean, when you read on into it, you'll see that Peter would stand up 
in the midst and he would begin to preach and teach mm -hmm. uh, and, and on the day of Pentecost when it was fully come and when they received the Holy Ghost when they was baptized in the Holy the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost um, they began to speak in other tongues the Spirit of God gave them utterance mm -hmm. and right then and there uh, Peter begins to you know preach and teach to uh, the Jews that was there at Jerusalem on that day mm -hmm. they began to tell them this is that which is spoken of by the prophet Joel now this gospel be hid is hidden to them that are lost so if I'm telling you, you can't understand it, you know, you know, uh, hopefully God can open up your ears where you can understand and receive this sound doctrine because this is the truth. Because yeah. uh, no man can make themselves. It takes God, he, it takes the Holy Ghost to be able to form us and shape us and make us in the image of God so we can be like Christ. Uh, without that, we can't be like Christ. So we see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. uh, on the day of Pentecost. So they was baptized in the Spirit. And this refers to John chapter 3. In John chapter 3, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He knew he was a Hebrew. Mm -hmm. He knew he was a Jew. He knew he was from the tribes of Israel. He mm -hmm. understood all them things. As a matter of fact, he was one of the uh, leaders. And he, when it came to being a, a, a professional at walking in the ways of the law of Moses, so he knew what he was talking about. Yeah. But when Jesus began to tell him, you should, you must be born again, Nicodemus was like, how am I going to be born again when I'm old? Yeah. <laughs> Can a man enter a second time to his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, no. He said, if I tell you earthly things and you can't understand them, how am I going to tell you some heavenly stuff and you don't, you really ain't going to know what I'm talking about? Right. So Jesus is telling some earthly stuff like, look here, you need to be baptized in the water. You need to be baptized in the spirit. And when he told him these things, he said, he said, how can these things be? And I don't even know them. Me being a leader in the law of Moses, I don't even <laughs> understand and know this stuff that you're talking about. Yeah. But Jesus like, how you not going to know this stuff, man? <laughs> you know, you must be a leader, ain't you? Yeah. You must be exalted to the top. A Hebrew of the Hebrews, something like what Paul say. Yeah. So you have this situation where, where Jesus is breaking it down and letting them know. Uh, I'm breaking down stuff that's on the earth, and you, how you gonna believe me if I tell you some heavenly stuff? Right. You, you know, stuff that you never seen or entered into. And so when Jesus is doing this, Nicodemus is he's befuddled. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was dumbfounded. You know, he he was trying to figure out what Jesus is talking about. But Nicodemus, being a leader of the Jews, didn't understand what Jesus was saying when he said, you must be born of the water and of the spirit. And Jesus breaks it down kind of in a parable, uh, in a spiritual way, but a parable where he can kind of understand but can't kind of all the way grasp it. But when Jesus said, he said, the wind bloweth whithersoever it listeth, you hear the sound thereof, but you don't see it. The same with they that receive the spirit. So when you receive the Holy Ghost, he going to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, if you ain't speaking, then you ain't got it. It's just that plain and that simple. And, yeah. you know, we like to keep stuff to the, go right to the truth. So, therefore, you know where you're at, but you're staying in the confines of your, your relationship and your salvation with God. So, you're not confused about it. I've had people come to me uh, and be like, man, Justin, man, you 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 got different from these other Christians around here, man. How? Uh, you know, and they ask me, is there something missing? That I, I, got, I think I might be missing something. And I've had youth ministers and stuff like that and other uh, uh, saints of uh, God come to me mm -hmm. with the same question. And I give them the same answer. You got to obey Acts chapter 2, verse number 38. Mm -hmm. You got to be baptized in Jesus' name, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost by speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. If you haven't done that, then you're definitely going to be missing something. And you're going to kind of see it and you're going to see it through in a Christian that does have that aspect going on in their life. So we don't want to miss out on something that we can get. It's a gift. It's free. Mm -hmm. Let me go get my gift. Uh, if Donald Trump calls you up right now and said, I got $10 million waiting for you at the White House, you'll be doing everything you can to get to the White House to get that gift because it mm -hmm. didn't cost you anything but to travel. Yeah. So 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> the same thing with God. Let me go ahead and get this free gift that he's trying to give out. Mm -hmm. Whatever it takes for me to get it, whatever it's going to cost me, let me pay that price. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, it's a simple price to be paid uh, to, to inherit everlasting life. Because that's what it's all about. So baptism, the, the doctrine of baptism, and you know, lead you astray. And there's another thing that they say. They say, once saved, always saved. Oh, man. And I hear, they be like, man, I've been baptized before. And I've been like, man, you ever went outside and played ball or just went to work or something and mm -hmm. then you get dirty? <laughs> like, yeah, man. I said, you take another bath? I hope so. Yeah, me too. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to clean back up, man. It's the same thing. You can't go out and sin yeah. because you got baptized before. You out there living in sin or setting it up mm -hmm. where you need to get washed again. Mm -hmm. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, you know, having said that, you kick it back over to the mind. That scripture says, if they fall away, renewing them beginning to repentance. So, you know, if you, if you go back, yep. if you go back into the world, you got to get renewed again. That's that's in the scriptures, in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? So it's lining up with the words. Hebrews chapter six. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes. Yeah, so, um, one other. Um, that'll be close the topic on baptism. Mm -hmm. Um, one common misconception uh, I wanted to address, man. I was talking earlier today. Uh people. Some people tend to say that you know white men created Christianity uh, like during the slavery times or whatnot uh that's false it's so false and you know they were trying to say there's there nowhere in Africa you know, where the black men originated where they have any association with God mm -hmm. first first one I want to make on that is the eunuch from Ethiopia yeah if you uh I can't remember exactly where it's at maybe I know it Eight, somewhere in there. It's an axe. I'll get it for you later. Um, but there was a unit that was coming from Ethiopia. Um, and the Bible says he was as he came from Ethiopia, he was in his chariot mm -hmm. coming to Jerusalem to worship God as he was reading his Bible. It was, I think it was in the book of Isaiah. Mm -hmm. And Philip, being a disciple of right, Christ, right, right. met up with him, preached Jesus from Isaiah. Right. And he ended up baptizing him, you know, in the name of Jesus. That's Proof right there. This is two thousand. This is years before slavery ever came about. A man from Ethiopia, which is in Africa, yeah. came to Jerusalem while he was worship, uh, to worship God as he was reading his Bible, and he got baptized in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So that's false. People say white men created Christianity. That is so false. It's so many different. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. So many different examples. Uh, Simon, the Sir, Simon, who was from Serene, who helped Jesus carry the cross. Serene is in Libya, which mm -hmm. is in Africa. Yeah. The man that helped Jesus carry the cross was 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 in Africa. Yeah. Um. Even if you go, some of the disciples, that was a guy in the Bible, I think it's chapter, is it Matthew 13 or Acts 13? Acts 13, Niger. Simon, Niger, yeah. yeah. Niger in Latin means black. Yeah. Bible says Simon, who they call Niger. So in other words, Simon, who they call black. Same thing they call us today. Yeah, they call us black today. <laughs> so the whole white man create Christianity thing, I just wanted to quickly debunk that because it is so false, it's not true. Don't allow these false doctrines to get to you. Um, and, and another point uh, with Jesus, I mean, when he was first born, he lived in Egypt, mm -hmm. which I don't know if everybody knew is Africa. Um, so the yeah. whole idea that white <laughs> men created Christianity in the Garden of Eden, when God created the Garden of Eden. One of the rivers encompassed Ethiopia, which is Africa. Which is in Africa. Actually, if you, if, you, if you read up in history, a lot of people used to call Africa Ethiopia. Right. So I'm just just throwing that out there. Exactly. Like so many different examples. So many different. Um, 
examples of African men and African culture in the Bible. It's just, it, it don't make no sense, man. It's crazy. It's, so I just, I just wanted to debunk that really quick. Um, I think that's that's a tool of the devil to keep black people down. I honestly feel that way. The more people, I feel like he tried to get that out to black people that, oh, white men created this you know, to keep you in slavery, to turn them away from to the truth of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's honestly what I believe. That's exactly what you do. And another, another thing I wanted to debunk real quick, um, slavery. Um, you know, a lot of people say that um, the European slave owners, when America, I'm sorry, when Africans were slaves for 400 years, mm-hmm. that they were Christians. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to address that really quick. Um, what they, okay, what, what slave owners did, the Europeans, when they were, they came over to America, they slaved us for 400 years. They was raping, murdering, uh, torturing, neglecting uh, us as a people. And a lot of people say that they were Christians. Mm-hmm. That's like me saying I'm a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, yeah. and I'm and I, exactly I, you walk in the break room, I got five pieces of bacon, <laughs> I got four pork chops, I got a big steak sandwich, mm-hmm. and I got some Burger King right there. And I'm telling you I'm a vegetarian. It goes directly mm-hmm. against the principles of being a vegetarian. Yeah. The root of being a vegetarian is not to eat meat. Right. And I'm sitting here eating all this all this poultry. That, that makes no sense. I don't care what I say. What I'm doing is telling, showing otherwise. That's right. You can tell the truth by the food that they pay. Exactly. So if they're telling you they're Christian, but they're murdering and raping and killing and torturing all these people. Right. Um, what the doctrine, the commandment Jesus gave was to love. Right. I just love working no ill will to his neighbor. Right. So how am I supposed to be a Christian and I'm killing all these people, <laughs> but a Christian is supposed to love? That's the that's the root. That's the fundamental. Uh, principles of being a Christian It's the love That's right. not love I'm killing and raving everybody Right So how is it that Those slave owners Were Christians That makes no sense That is false That is a common misconception That is a trigger of the devil yeah. He he want us to believe They were Christians So that'll sway us away From turning to God yeah. And more into him That is a common misconception Do not believe that That is a lie Right People uh, That is that is a lie as Justin would say, uh, as false doctrine spawned from the pits of hell. <laughs> that is not that is not true. Uh, another thing I wanted to say um, in Ephesians. Now, did, and I just want to I, I want to make this clear: slavery. The world had slaves. It, that was the way of the world was to have slaves back then. It wasn't just the Hebrews. I just want to throw that out. The empires there. have slaves. They all had slaves. America got them now. Yeah, they all had slaves. But one thing I want to say is in, in Ephesians. God talks about, a lot of people like to throw the scripture up, um, to justify mm-hmm. having slaves, which uh, the white, the Europeans, they tried to justify it, but they weren't taking everything into consideration. They were trying to use it for profitable gain to have slaves. They, they wouldn't really listen, following at the word of God. Ephesians says, for the slaves to obey their masters and respect them. Mm-hmm. And then it turns right around the next verse to say the same thing about the masters. Not to threaten the slaves and to do goodwill towards them and to respect them. It says that right in Ephesians. Yeah. But nobody wants, nobody brings that up when they try to use the whole yeah. God endorses slaves. No, he he. It's supposed to be mutual respect and love for everybody. Right. And he said that in there. Slaves respect the masters. Masters respect the slaves and do goodwill right. for each other. Got to be able to function in the confines of the society yeah. you're living in. Yeah. Like so. The Europeans or the slave owners, they were using those, they were trying to use the Bible in a felonious way. It was the devil using, it's a trick of the devil is what it was. But I just wanted to address that. Slave owners, the Europeans, they were not Christians. I don't care what they say. They were not acting like Christians. Again, the Christian fundamental root, the greatest commandment, he said love fulfills the law. Mm-hmm. That's the, the greatest commandment. Love God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul, mm-hmm. and to love your neighbor as you love yourself and as Jesus loved you. Love work, no ill will. 
They were not Christians. I don't care what nobody tell you. I don't care what anybody say. White men did not create Christianity. That's another thing I just want to say. I want to debunk that once and for all. It's probably just the greatest, one of the greatest mind tricks the devil has played on the black community. Uh, that is, is inaccurate. And I just wanted to say that. Yeah, that's that's one of them things, man. Anybody can call themselves anything they want to call themselves. Mm-hmm. So they can call themselves Christians, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, the Ku Klux Klan call themselves Christians. Yeah, that don't mean I'm following what they believe. Yeah. Um, the doctrine that we preach is not something you're gonna find in, in, on Google on some secular thing. You're not mm-hmm. gonna find what we preaching. Oh, but you're gonna find the doctrine that we are preaching. Sound doctrine. The truth of this gospel is in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, we follow the apostles' doctrine, fellowship of breaking the bread and prayers. So you're not gonna find it if you go Google it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because you know we try to stand out and be withstand and be a different, a peculiar people in the royal priesthood. Yeah. So we are definitely going to be different from uh from the so called norm. And most people they look at the norm or the majority and say this must be how it is for everybody. No, it's not. Right. Uh, we do not sprinkle water on you and say Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We don't do that. Yeah. Uh, we don't do uh we don't do daily mass. We don't do that. Uh, we don't uh, <laughs> we, you know, we don't do them type of things that. Uh, we don't we don't have the incense burning. We don't do all those things that are unnecessary. But we'll, what we do, we follow after the spirit, because God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Yeah. Uh, so God has sought us out, and we have been found of Him, and we He has found us. We have found Him. We have fell in love with Him, and so we are. Are they that uh, these are they that call on His name and that yeah. He answers us? So uh, to 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 put. You know, to put us into a, a lump sum pile and say, oh, Christians believe the same. No, that's not true. Um, and that's that's something that we want to firmly establish. Yeah. You know, they have a thing where they have a the, um, the non-denominational pool where, it, where any and everything is acceptable. But that's not true. It's got to be one doctrine because Jesus said there's only one way. Yeah. Uh, man has created 40-something different thousand different ways yeah. into the kingdom of God. But the Bible, Jesus says, only one way. Mm-hmm. So the one way is the apostles' doctrine. Because mm-hmm. uh, he said, I have I have taught them thy word. I have kept them in thy word. And now I'm going to send them forth. They might teach other people and bring them forth in thy word. Yeah. So if he taught them and the disciples was baptized, and the disciples baptized people in Jesus' name, and they was baptized and speaking in other tongues. The Spirit mm-hmm. of God gave others. Yeah. We need the same thing too. So if the slave owners wasn't doing that, uh, they uh, they uh, they have to answer to God for that as well. Yeah. Uh, if the slaves weren't doing that, they have to answer to God. So yeah. there's always an answer to God if we don't obey the gospel. Uh, he sent the gospel. You know, the people that didn't obey the law of Moses, they were stoned before two or three witnesses. If you didn't keep the commandments that God gave Moses, you were stoned. Yeah. So how much do you think a person is going to be who trodden down underfoot the only begotten Son of God yeah. and the gospel that He sent that He sent down from heaven? So I can't just nobody can just say, uh, well, if they disobeyed Moses, they were stoned to death. Well, if you disobeyed disobey Jesus, who came down from heaven, what you think gonna happen to you then? Right. <laughs> yeah. So we gotta you know count all these things up, and like the mom was saying, you can't just uh, you gotta judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. So if a tree is bringing forth corrupt fruit then it can't be of God because God is love. Yeah. God is peace. God yeah. is joy. All those things that encompass uh, in God are parts of him. Uh, against those things, there is no law against it. Um, and so having said that, you know, just touching on some other other issues, especially what's going on now. Yeah. Um, Martin Luther King, they just passed. He got yeah. uh, civil rights movement, yeah. things of that nature. You know, we want to thank God for, some, you know, for, for, for certain people 
sacrificing their life and putting themselves out there yeah. so that we might be able to enjoy some of the free anonymities that we get to enjoy today. Yeah. Uh, without without those people in the 30s, you know, the civil rights movement just didn't start in the 60s. Right. The civil rights movement had been going on. Congress oh, wow. had Congress had filibustered uh, the civil rights movement acts uh, well over 100 some times. Yeah. So you can go look that stuff up in American history. So it wasn't something that just started in the 50s and the 60s. Uh, black people been trying to be, yeah. uh, trying to get equal rights that the that, that, uh, so-called white people had as well. So yeah. it's something that we all want to enjoy and walk in and fester in. Uh, we just want to thank God because we want to be, be able to live about a peaceable life mm -hmm. uh, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Yep. So <laughs> you know, we, we pray for these things and we see God bring it to fruition. Uh, so some of these things we can be definitely be glad about being able to enjoy some of the freedoms that we do enjoy being able to enjoy the freedom of speech the freedom of religion mm -hmm. whatever you choose to do you can pretty much do it in America so and before black people was being strung up <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, the, la the last legal lynching in the United States took place in 1948. The last legal lynching of black people took for took its place in 1948. So, uh, you Some know, of them still alive. Yeah. So, <laughs> who, who in their right mind would want to live in a segregated society yeah. where everything in the black community was kept secret, while white people just came in and did whatever they wanted to do to you? And I want to go back into uh, uh, slavery just a little bit. With something you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, you said that they, people say that uh, white men created Christianity. No, they didn't. Um, so one of the things, you know, the apostles, Jesus himself, you know, when you read the Bible, the Bible describes Jesus as having hair like wool and a skin the color of bronze or brass as yeah. if it burned in a furnace. So those are some indications to let you know that uh, there's only one type of people on the face of the earth that have woolly hair and it's not people that are of the pellet persuasion. Yeah. So, we, you know, <laughs> if anybody with common sense can put them two and two together. Uh, they can paint the pictures however they want to paint them, but the Bible gives you a, a firm description. So if you saw a crime committed and you went down to the police uh, station and you described the man said, yeah, he had a hair like wool and he had dark skin and he looked like he had a beard and mustache or whatever. And then the dude show you the picture and it looked like uh, <laughs> some rock star with pale skin and hair like a uh, horse's mane, you'd be like, man, that ain't the dude I just described <laughs> to you. Yeah. So uh, you want to know what Jesus looked like, you can read the Bible, it gives you a firm description of him. Not once, but twice is written in the scripture. So uh, I don't turn, for myself, I don't turn outside the Bible to figure out history of the Bible and things like that because it's already in the Bible. Yeah. The scriptures will interpret themselves. So uh, we can go to the scriptures to find that stuff. It also, you know, we talk about uh, uh, white people gave us Christianity. Well, there was a matter of, uh, obviously, the word of God came to these so-called black people first. Yeah. Uh, so you see that when you read the Bible, if you read it thoroughly, you're going to definitely see that. Anybody with, with common sense of, or ge geographical, uh, with a sense of geography, they're going to figure out that, hey, wait a minute, these people might have been pretty dark-skinned. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, even, even the Roman centurion, when he arrested Paul, he said, ain't you that Egyptian? Egyptian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul sure was like, no, hey. So, you know, those people... Weren't, definitely weren't uh, so-called white people, but however, what we have is a falling away. Uh, we 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 introduced the gospel to people, and then we fell away from it. Our, yeah. our ancestors, they said, "No, nah, we didn't want God," as it is written in Romans. It said, "When they knew Him as God, they didn't glorify Him as God, but became unthankful." So yeah. we became unthankful, and said, "God gave us over to those things which are not convenient." Uh, so we find ourselves in the midst of a falling away, but God is so good and so gracious that he brought us back into the fold yeah. and revealing his name to us, which is Jesus the Christ. 
the son of the blessed. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. But, you know, that's all I want to say about that. Then, you know, we can go into some other stuff. But. Yeah. And uh, before we go into, you know, another topic, I just want to say real yeah. quick, um, as far as, you know, where these these false doctrines are coming from. It's, it's, it's kind of like, okay, like if, if there's a girl that I like, you know, it's only so much her friends can tell me about her, or so much advice she can give. Right. I mean, she can introduce her friends can introduce <laughs> right. me. They can say a couple of things here and there, but eventually, if I want to get to know this girl, I got to talk to her myself. I got exactly. to get to know her on a personal level. That's right. Make that personal connection, and then we see where it go. And it's the same thing with God. You know, preachers, us ministers, even us sitting here as we talk, we can make introdu introduction to God to you. We can we can give you some advice, give you some insight. Right. But eventually, you have to learn things. Uh, for yourself, you had to get that personal connection with God. The Bible says, "Turn on to." I'm sorry, the Bible. Yeah, the Bible says, "Turn on to me, and I turn to you." For the word right, of God. That's right. So if you turn to God and you really want to know Him, you seek after Him. He gonna reveal Himself to you, and that's that'll that'll put a rest to all these false doctrines and misconceptions. Because I used to think the Bible contradicted itself. Right. As I always tell my granny that you know, and I used to think I could I can know I can know the Lord through my granny, mm -hmm. your pastor. Until I start seeking things for myself, I got to know God for myself, and He started revealing things to me, and I, and I started to understand that the Bible don't contradict itself. Um, it Scripture interprets Scripture, as Uncle Norm would say. <laughs> That's right, right, right. Every Scripture out there, you know, yeah. you, you might not understand this Scripture, but there's another <laughs> Scripture in the Bible that explains that one. Exactly. And I learned that when I start building that connection with myself. Amen. Praise instead the Lord. of going through them middlemen, you know, them girls that used to pass through notes with her friend. I just gonna go directly to the source and get to know her for myself. I had to go go to the source. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to go to the source. So a lot of these uh, things people telling you, man, like you just saying your heart that you say and you are right. say, that's not true at all. That's it. It's that's not true at all. But when you get that connection with the Lord yourself, He'll reveal certain things to you. Amen. And those Lord. things that you used to contradict and the things you used to question is now gonna start to make sense. So I just encourage you to get to know the Lord for yourself. Turn to Him, and He'll turn to you. Because no, no, only way you got that desire in you is because God is drawing you in the first place. You got a desire to know the Lord and seek Him. Our Bible says, "No man comes to the Lord except He draw him." Mm -hmm. So that's God drawing you in the first place. That's right. So if you dedicate yourself to knowing Him, He's gonna reveal Himself to you. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, so like when people, that's probably one of the most. I hear that a lot. People say, "Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, and you are saved." Mm -hmm. um, you know, like that's what we talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah. People taking one scripture and running with it. They run with scriptures. All scriptures given by uh, God and prophets. But my pastor said I'm good. Yeah, like that's like okay. I remember this one guy, man. I was in school. He was bragging about how good he was. I'm the best basketball player. I'm, I'm this. I'm that. Yeah. So tryouts come. No conditioning came. Mm -hmm. He didn't show up to condition. Mm -hmm. Like, man, ain't you trying out for the team? Like, yeah, I'm the best player. I'm, I'm going to try out. All right. Open gyms came. He never came to open gyms. We uh -huh. like, ain't you going to play basketball? He like, yeah, I'm the best player. Nah, nah, nah. I'm like, okay. Tryouts came. He didn't do it. Come to the tryouts. Right. So we like, man, ain't you, ain't you, you said you're the best player, right? Why ain't you going to try out? Yeah, I'm the best basketball player. <laughs> like, man, after a while, he, and I can really tell he believed it. He really believed what he was saying. He said it all the time. Right. But he ain't put that work in. Yeah, he put the work in. And that's and that's a lot of people. A lot of people say, "Yeah, I'm a Christian." Uh, yeah, but didn't you just smoke and drink like last Tuesday? <laughs> well, you just like, yeah, but yeah, but I'm a Christian. Well, didn't you just tell me you just had relations with like eight women yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, you just told me you murdered somebody two minutes ago. Like, so how are you a Christian? What she said ain't matching up with what you're doing. This is scripture. It says, 
even so faith, if it had, I'm sorry, uh, no, it's, uh, the, as the body without the spirit dead, so is faith without works dead, being alone. Your faith without your work is dead. Right. I don't care how, what, you can say anything you want to say. That guy <laughs> said he was the best player ever. He had no works to prove that. He didn't even show up to tryouts. Right. Bible says, Thou believe there is one God, thou do as well. The devil also believe in trouble. trouble. The devil yeah. know there's one God. He believe. He trembles. He trembles at Are it. Are you trembling right now? <laughs> he, he's <laughs> trembling at it. The devil believes. <laughs> and you believe. So what's the difference between you and the devil? The devil know more. He know better. Exactly. He ain't, I, I mean, it's like you you saying you know, but you're not putting in those works. Right. I, I'm going to give you another example. If you're in a relationship, and, and, and you... Let's say your partner tell you, say, I got a girlfriend. She tell me, I'm going to take you out. If I tell her, I'm going to take her out to eat tomorrow. Tomorrow come, I never take her out to eat. Mm -hmm. The next day, I tell her, I'm, I'm going to take you out. I'm sorry I missed <laughs> it. The next day, come, I never take her out to eat. Just lying. That happens for the next two weeks. <laughs> Eventually, she's going to call me a liar. Like, right. like man, you not you saying it. Right. You you saying you're going to take but you're not doing it. That's a lot of people. They say they Christians. They say they believe in God, but they're not putting that work in. Scripture says, be doers of the word, not only hearers. See your own selves. Mm -hmm. You got to do the things that you're talking about. You got to do the things you're hearing. You can't just be sitting there talking about it. And that's mm -hmm. a false doctrine. A lot of people ain't going to tell you that. You have to put in that work. Without the work, your mm -hmm. faith is, it, it means nothing. As the Bible says, um, your faith is justified by work. That's right. It's justified work. You take Abraham. Abraham, God told Abraham to go sacrifice his son. If Abraham would have said, "Okay, God, I'm gonna do what you go, I'm, I'm gonna do what you said to do," but then not took him to sacrifice him, mm -hmm. not took him to the hill, not not took him up to sacrifice his son like God told him, mm -hmm. did he really believe him? If he mm -hmm. never went, no. He if he just sat in his house and didn't take him up there, that's right. That that's he, but he he followed the procedures. He went and did with his. He was ready to sacrifice him. Had the knife in his hand. He was mm -hmm. right there. And then God shouted out. You know, told him to stop. He wanted to see where his faith was. But he he was willing to carry it out. He might not have actually. The Bible said he staggered not. Mm -hmm. Staggered he, not. He was ready to do it. Yeah. He was ready to put it in the work. He didn't just sit in the house and say, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it, Lord, one day." Mm -hmm. No, he he was putting that. He put it in action. He was gonna do that thing. And it's the same thing with us. We say we want to be Christians. Uh, we say that we want to be followers of God, but if we ain't putting in that work, if we ain't repenting, like the Bible says, if we ain't getting baptized, mm -hmm. if we ain't receiving the Holy Ghost, if we ain't living a life mm -hmm. uh, fully by the will of God, if we're not praying when He tell us to pray, if we're not reading when He tell us to read, then all that is of none effect. The Bible says, by works, faith is made perfect. That's what James said. Amen. By works, faith is made perfect. That's you, right. You got to put that work in. If you call an electrician, I know I'm giving a lot of examples, but I'm just trying to get in here. If you call an electrician, to come fix, say a light in your kitchen, and he said, "Yeah, I can fix it." You go eventually. You going to expect him to put that work in to fix the light, mm -hmm. and he just telling you he fixing it. Okay, but that's not fixing my light. <laughs> like you saying it, I, you might believe it, but you're not doing it. Right. By works, faith is made perfect. You say you love God. Okay, prove it. Show yourself. Show yourself. Prove. <laughs> you say you say you want to be a believer in Christ. Prove it. You say you're a preacher. Prove it. You say you're a minister. Prove it. It's, mm -hmm. You got to prove it. You got to put them works behind that faith. Mm -hmm. Faith without works is dead. You got to have the works with the faith. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of um, uh, people that have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. Yeah. So that, that kind of reminds me of that along them lines. Uh, speaking of that, it kind of reminds you know like some of this false doctrine, uh, some of these doctrines of devils is what I like to call them. Uh, what you what you see, what you get, there's a lot of things 
uh, people will take out of the Bible and kind of twist it and turn it to fit their agenda, yeah. uh, to fit their ideology or whatever they're thinking and whatever they want uh, to push or press upon other people. Uh, but at the same time, they they have itching ears and they heap to themselves teachers, mm -hmm. uh, and they forsake the right way and the holy way. Yeah. Uh, they ain't not trying to live holy, but you know, and they try to live by you know like by the law or something like that. Yeah. So encompassing trying to, uh, and that's one of the new things, one of the new ways that the uh, the devil's got going on out there right now. Is, uh, you got to keep the law, do all of this, that, and the other. But you know, when you read the Bible, the Bible uh, it breaks stuff down for you and it breaks it down real simple. It makes some. Some stuff very, very plain and simple to your sight. Uh, one of the things is, is, and this is a lot of stuff I've been running across a lot lately, and that's uh, the keeping of the law. Yeah. And the, the perfect person and the perfect one that's going to testify against it on the day of judgment is the Apostle Paul. Uh, Paul lets you know that he was a Hebrew of the Hebrews, uh, Pharisee of the Pharisees, circumcised the eighth day. Yeah. You know, touching the law, he was blameless. You know, righteous in the law. You know, he did all those things uh, as, as far as the church was concerned. Yeah. He was persecuting the church, so... Paul was all those things that encompassed the law. He was well studied in the law. He was well learned in the law. Um, but then Paul, when he when it came down to him knowing God, he had absolutely no idea who God was. No. But he had all this college, he had all this Bible information, he had all the Torah, he had that down pat. He was taught by the number one ranked lawyer on the face of the earth, uh, <laughs> uh, Gamaliel, I believe that's his name over there in the book of Acts, so you can look that up. So he is, you know, he is well schooled in this doctrine. And Paul, he he's gonna be somebody that a lot of people are gonna be judged by. And the same thing with Moses, whom the people believe in. Moses is gonna sit there and judge them because they didn't believe the only begotten Son of God. But the yeah. Bible testifies that Moses was sent down from heaven to go commune with Jesus for the uh, for the accomplishment, for the triumph. For the victory Jesus was about to take at Jerusalem. So uh, you have those things that are in the scriptures that we cannot omit or look past. Right. But we got to look into them and see what God is trying to tell us. Yeah. Uh, and those are some of the things that when it comes to false doctrine, that's really important. Paul, he really begins to break down the law and say, you know, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. They, yeah. they go about to establish their own righteousness and forsake the righteousness which God has given them. Yeah. You know, uh, the thing that God gave them was Jesus. You know, Moses gave them bread in the wilderness, but the true bread come down from heaven, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And when he came down, he gave them the true bread, uh, which is everlasting life. You know, he said, they ate bread in the wilderness and they are dead. Your mm -hmm. fathers ate bread, but they dead. Yep. He said, but he that eateth of my flesh and drinketh my blood shall live forever. Yeah. So, and, and Jesus is, is, is coming in and he is he is trumping and fulfilling the law all in one, one. he wrapping it all up and he finishing it. Yeah. So he, he really laid, laying it out there so we have a way to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. uh, and we see that throughout the scriptures. And, you know, we talked about Nicodemus earlier. Yeah. He was another one that was uh, stu well studied in the law yep. and a leader of the Jews. Uh, and they were confused about whether or not they was Jews. They, you know, they knew they was Jews. Right. You know, they knew they was from the tribes of Israel. You know, just like Paul said of the tribe of Benjamin circumcised the eighth day. Yeah. So there was no mistake that he obeyed the law to the T. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know, nowadays we have those that are trying to enter into the law, interject the law into uh, uh, into even into Christianity or into uh, the New Testament, trying to do those things. And we can see those things kind of uh, played out with the Catholic Church. They try to do that stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> We have that concept uh, rolling in, you know, so it's just another doctrine, a falsehood 
to lead you astray or to distract you from the truth. Yeah. Uh, another thing that you know uh, comes up a lot when you talk about false doctrine, they say there wasn't no letter J back then. Oh uh, man, wasn't no letter J. Yeah. Man, uh, wasn't no you know what the English language wasn't even spoken back then. So what are you trying to tell me? Yeah, you know, so it's a lot of ignorance out there uh, when it comes to some of this stuff. But you know, we are here. We, you know, like the mom said, we just we just try to show you how to get to the source. We, yeah, this is the way to the source. Yeah. you know, this is how you get to Jesus. You know, you got to follow the apostles' doctrine. So. Uh, but when it comes down to the name of Jesus and the devil want to distract you and take you off that name because it's power in the name of Jesus. You yeah. say, Jesse, well, how you know that? Let's uh, just say I know from experience. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> God is good. So we just got to know, get to know that from experience. But there's power in the name of Jesus. And yeah. the devil want to remove that name from you. If he can get you to not say the name, then you have no power with God. True. So and God knows his name. He understands uh, when you call on that name, the power that's in it. Yeah, the devil know he he know that power is in the name of Jesus. You know, um, I think it's Matthew, not Matthew, but Acts chapter four, when Peter said to the high priest in the, the Sanhedrin council, uh, "There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved." So the name of Jesus is the name we must be saved in. Yeah. Um, and God is not the uh, the author of just one generation or one age of time mm -hmm. or just in one language, but God is the King of Kings. And when you get to Kings especially a king of kings, they send out decrees. They don't just send them out in yeah. one language. Yeah. Or in God's case, he don't send them out in just one language or just touch one age of time, but he touches generations of people. Yeah. So God made sure his word went throughout the whole earth and throughout the ages at the same time. And when he does that, he sends out a decree in every language. So he that read it, he said, write it down and make it plain. So he that read it can run. Yeah. So if God didn't write it down in plain English so we could understand it, then we wouldn't be able to run. So now that I can read it in plain English, I can get to run. Yeah. Uh, and we talking about language, talking about the letter J and all of this foolishness. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, what came first? The, the, did somebody write down the letter J or did they enunciate the words first and then say, hey, let's figure out how we can write this? Yeah. Uh, I think they did that in yeah. that order. Yeah. So uh, that's almost common sense. And the, the English language is comprised of, I believe, like 40 some different languages, something like that. Yes. Is what makes, makes it up. Different variations, yeah. Exactly. So, and then when you're talking about English, man, we speak English. A certain type of English in Ohio that they don't speak down south. Yeah, uh, my, my my you know some uh, some of my people they come from Kentucky. They got a strong accent. Some of them I can hardly understand. Yeah, <laughs> you know the deeper you go south in Louisiana, some some of them dudes you can't understand nothing, but they speak in English. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. go you go to Scotland, they speak in English. They 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 don't sound like the English. Yeah, the Britons and the Brits don't sound like the Australians, and the Australians don't sound like them South Africans, yeah. but they speak in English. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you go to Brooklyn, I bet you they're speaking a whole different type of uh, English than we speaking right even over here. Yeah, but like, dude, I can't understand nothing that you be saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they speak in English, so we got to kind of put that in, into its place. And, you know that God is. You know, that's why I say they have a form of godliness, they but deny the power thereof. Yeah. As if God can't control, making sure that people, that everybody has a fair shake yeah. at salvation. Uh, God is a righteous judge. He's a, he gives everybody a fair shake. He sent the rain on the just and on the unjust. He don't miss out on nobody. So everybody mm -hmm. has a chance and opportunity to be saved yeah. through the gospel. Amen. Praise the Lord. And those are some of the things I, I, one of the, I can't think of one of the things I was going to go to, but uh, go ahead, Demar. We'll come back thinking. to it. Yeah, you, you remember. Yeah. Uh, strange, you said that. You know, I, I remember we was just the last podcast. We was talking about. Uh, I think it was King Darius mm -hmm. when uh, Daniel came out of the lion's den. He mm -hmm. put out a decree. They said he put it to all nations 
in all different languages. Yeah, so, all different languages. So, so, you know, there's some words in there that's not going to... If you go to uh, a Chinese person and say, I don't know, let write. If you say, let's go write, they're going to look at you like, what? They're not going to understand what you're saying. <laughs> Those words for them, for them mean something completely different. They sound completely different. They spell completely different. Right. It's going to be much of a low, low high-pitched voice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, it's going to be completely different, man. I remember... I just asked one of my friends, like, how you say hope in Spanish? She said, Esperanza. <laughs> I would have never known that. Like, <laughs> if there's somebody who came to me and said that, uh, I'm, I'd be like, what are you talking about, man? I don't know. What, that, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the same thing with Jesus. I can't expect uh, <laughs> the name Jesus to sound the same and be spelt the same in, in every completely language. different right. language. It, right. Like, my name Demon. I know I've been called Damon. I've been called Demu. I mean, I've I been called some things <laughs> I didn't even know what they were saying. But they was just because they're from a different culture and a different country, and they <laughs> right. accents be so strong. I didn't recognize what they were saying, but they was definitely saying my name. Right. You know what I mean? And once I got familiar, and then I started realizing it. But if it, at first, I didn't know. And I remember you said this, Justin. You know, if Jesus wasn't uh -huh. his name, why do he? Uh, why? Why do he uh, answer when I call? That's not his name. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not his name. And who who been responding to me this whole time? <laughs> If it ain't Jesus, I would like to know if it's not Jesus, like y'all say it ain't. Right. It's definitely Jesus, man. Amen. And Praise the Lord. The Lord knows. You know, the Lord knows who, who his who his chosen are. Like I said, my people know my voice. And another they will not follow. Yes, and another they will not follow. I Jesus think. know who his people is, man. He knows. Norm just preached that a couple Sundays ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know his voice, man. And in the turn, he know when they talking. He knows. And so don't get hung up on the whole was his what was his name? Yahshua, Yahweh, whatever you were trying oh, to say. Man, all I that mess, man. I don't even, I don't even stun it no more, man. It's just it's, so, it's just it's such pathetic. a trick, man. You know what I mean? It's just trying to get your mind off what's really going on and really knowing the Lord. And you know, <laughs> when I think about, it, I just thinking about a funny story, man. I remember uh, my cousin's girlfriend had a son. And he couldn't pronounce my name or nothing, man. Mm. So he just started calling me Big Man. <laughs> As every time he said, "What's up, Big Man?" That's all he called me. But I knew he was talking to me. You know what yeah. I mean? So I would. I, my name is Demond, of course. But yeah. I would. I would answer him. You know, I, he, I knew he was talking to me. And I go back to what I was saying before. Scripture says, "God said, turn on me, and I'll turn on you." Mm -hmm. If you, let's say if you get his name wrong, he he could correct you. He know you talking to him. He he will turn on. He's not gonna leave you astray. Right. If you sincerely want to know God, whether you know his name or not, he can reveal it to you. Mm -hmm. He'll reveal it. You turn on him, he'll turn it to you. That's right. Same way Sam's gonna be big man. Mm -hmm. I knew he was talking to me. You know, I wasn't about to ignore him. I know I know he was addressing me, so I addressed him back. And that's the same thing with God. That's man. right. Just gotta just gotta try to seek out the God with an earnest heart. He'll reveal all things all right. to you. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, scripture says that uh, a broken spirit and a contrite heart, God will in no wise cast out. So if you if you seeking after the Lord and don't really know what his name is, but if you sincerely doing it, he's gonna lead you to the name. That name is Jesus. Exactly. Uh, and like we said, we just uh we just messages to try to lead you to the source. So that that's what it comes down to. And yeah. you know, religion, man, we got so many different people trying to use all kind of different names. Yahweh, uh Jehovah, yeah. uh uh, Yeshua and all this other stuff. Yeah, uh, we don't, you know, we don't even know if that stuff is even real. Uh, it's Yiddish, 
some of the stuff they speak in is Yiddish anyway, uh, come from East Germany and Russia. Yeah. Uh, they can chop it up however they want to, but that's where it comes from. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when you read the scriptures, the children of Israel was down in the African region, but how some kind of way uh, the, the Hebrew language is coming out of Russia somewhere. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. you know, it don't make no sense to me, <laughs> yeah. but that's where it's coming from. So if we're going to look at it from a geological st uh, standpoint, then I got to look at it just like that. Yeah. Uh, but when I turn to the scriptures, I'm going to find out that his name is Jesus. Um, all these other names, you know, like Yahweh, Jehovah, Things of that nature. Those are that's the name that God gave to Moses. Yeah. And so if he gave that to Moses, that's one thing. Moses was a servant in God's house and he was faithful over it. Yeah. Uh, but Jesus, who built the house, came down and became a servant in the house that he built. So, yeah. uh, so his name trumps every name, and it's written in over there in Philippians chapter two or, or yeah, chapter two or three. Well, it says God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, mm -hmm. so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So in that, in the New Testament, he's stating and letting you know that his name is highly exalted above every name that's named. So there is no other name. Also, in the book of Isaiah, he writes, uh, he prophesies in Isaiah, he says, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. Yeah. And so the interpretation of that is given, like Norm would say, Scripture interprets Scripture, is yeah. interpreted in the book of uh, Philippians when Paul break it down. Yep. That his name is above every name and every knee going to bow, things in the heaven, things in the earth. Everybody going to bow down and give him homage then. They gonna all bow down and say, well, we didn't know. Well, you going to know on that day. Yeah, you know now. So, <laughs> you know, the thing about it is, is that we can get to know him now. Um, so before that day happens, so I won't be surprised on that day. Yeah. When I bow down on that day, I won't be surprised. He's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Yeah. You know, that's what we want to hear the Lord saying anyway. Uh, but, you know, diving back into some of the names, you know, I remember back in the day, about 15, uh, 20, almost 20 years ago, I remember I met this guy, he used to say, and this is the first time I ever heard somebody use Jesus' name in a different way. He used to say, Yahashua Messiah. And I used to be like, what, what, what are you that? talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it wasn't English or something, but you know, but, but, but later on you start to find out that, you know, you got some of these things written in, in these Yiddish languages, yeah. in which they call it and try to pass over or pass off as being a so-called Hebrew. Uh, but uh, my first question was, how would they know what that is? Right. You know, how would they know what dialect that is? You know, so, and it's different enunciations of Jesus' name. Uh, I used to work with this man from Africa, from Nigeria in particular. Um, and in Nigeria, they speak several different dialects. And he said he spoke four different dialects coming out of Nigeria. And I said, how do you say Jesus Christ in uh, Nigeria in one of the dialects? And he said, one of the dialects, you say Jesu Christi. Yeah. And I'm saying it to the best of my ability, but he had more of an accent to me. But that's yeah. how he enunciated the name. So if you said Jesu Christi to me, I wouldn't know what that meant. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have no understanding what that means, but I'm pr I'm pretty sure that the Almighty God, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, understands every language on the face of the earth. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, how could He communicate with people? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So He definitely understands throughout the ages of time uh, as languages begin to change and transcend and become prominent on the face of the earth, such as English is, yeah. that he definitely going to strike through a king and make sure that his word is spoken and heard throughout the face of the earth. Yeah. So in English or in Spanish, which is two major languages spoken on the earth, yeah. uh, we're going to understand who Jesus is, whether you speak in English, Spanish, or any other dialect. God going to let himself be clearly known. And having said all that, we just want y'all to be uh, safe and clear of all uh, false doctrines and the doctrines of the devils that's out there because yeah. we living in the last and most evil days so perilous times have come where people don't want to endure sound doctrine but we be those sons of thunder uh, <laughs> uh we bold in the lord and the power of his might we're not afraid to tell people the truth so they can get to the source uh the source being god himself and the only way to do that is in the name of jesus 
whether you've been baptized in the name of Jesus, submerged in water, or baptized in the Holy Ghost, uh, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. So uh, we want to have those things and those attributes added to everybody, uh, walking in love and holiness and righteousness before the Lord. Uh, so like I said, uh, uh, God is good. And uh, next week we're going to, or on the next segment, we're going to do uh, some questions and answers. So some of the uh, questions we've been getting, we're going to go ahead and try to answer those. Uh, to the best of our abilities in the name of Jesus. If we can't answer it, then we're going to just leave it up to God and hopefully you'll find an answer uh, coming from the Lord some way, shape, form. Amen. God is good. Uh, stay blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.